Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of Two Red Chairs. Today I'm here with Shane Carroll again from Aspect Brands. He's my buddy in crime here for this podcast. <laughs> I like having him in here because we just talk shit about whatever the fuck we want. Brand smack. Uh, yeah, totally stuff for um, designers here in terms of the things that we're going on that are going on in our heads, especially because Shane and I have a good banter between us over the phone every week or every couple of days nearly. Um, about certain things that are going on in our business. Sometimes and, it just drags on, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah just, yeah, I've got, yeah. About, I've got about 10 minutes free, man. Let's have a chat. Yeah, and then went two hours and we're like, oh my God, maybe we should just be doing this more podcasting. So, you know, <laughs> Shane's back in here for the third time to do this next podcast. Thanks for having me, bro. Thanks. No worries. And he um, came up with this idea to talk about um, success versus status, which I think is kind of interesting in the fact that um, what is it that we're chasing if we're running our own business or in our design career or a side hustle um, or even just in your own kind of, if it's a hobby, even like, you know, what what is it to you? What is, what, why are you doing what you're doing? That kind of stuff to, to have some kind of goal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to explore both sides of uh, what success means and then, if the pinnacle is to have status or if success is status um, or can you have both? Obviously, you, I think you can have both because there are many people out there in life that do have both. Um, but, yeah, what does that mean to the two of us? And let's, you know, shoot the shit. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because, I mean, outside of the last maybe decade, two decades, mm. Uh, status always followed success, but yeah. now we're starting to see success follow status. It's like people who have status, and it's like, I don't know why they have status, and then they turn it into success. Yeah, gain traction. Like, I think the, the <laughs> in the world, more worldly uh, example of that would be the Kardashians. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> like, they had status long before... Yeah. Anyone knew a single thing about what they did. Exactly. And this is the interesting thing, I think, in my head is that from, I mean, especially for the two of us, yeah. in, that we're both into branding. Branding is very long-term where you, you're building something that is there for longevity, whereas um, short-term sales and, and marketing and stuff like that is very much more geared towards that short-term success. So if you're trying to build up status and build brand, that's one avenue to do it. It takes longer but the payoff for someone or a family like the Kardashians is just, I mean, Kylie Monstrous. Jenner or whatever it is, I think that's Kylie, Kylie Jenner, is just yeah. worth a, you know, a few billion just dollars the, easy. The whole family's net worth is just off the rick. Amazing. And I mean, I've got nothing against that family, whatever. A lot of people have you know, their things about you know, Kim and Kanye and all that. That's a whole other fucking conversation. The they're playing the did. game, man. But that's it. And they're, 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 they, they show up. And they appear and they put it on for everybody because that's what everybody expects of them and they do it with a smile. They're like, a great example because they also, I mean, the amount of content, yeah, they're just so content-centric. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this and is it's... my approach just in general of, 
my from my G'day Frank and the G'day Design Life is to put as much content out as I possibly can without burning the, you know, bridges, you know, burning the candle at both ends is the term. <laughs> I'm on my Instagram feed. It's just Frank, me. Frank, Frank. <laughs> just like this guy's head, head like, like a, this. A virus. And that's probably the same for the Kardashians, but they're just everywhere. They're like, yeah. you know, what Eddie, if you're an Australian, Eddie Maguire, like he was just everywhere. He may as well have been in the Humphrey B. Bear suit, you know. I think he was, wasn't he? <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's people out there that you can do it to death to the point where you're just known globally and it gets to a point where you become globally known or in your own avenue industry territory whatever it is but it's going to take a hell of a lot of you know getting into that psyche kind of thing so that's where you you know in terms of branding the more you put a logo everywhere in someone's business as a designer the better that business will have as an outcome of ROI on that investment because people will recognise that business, be it on the label of a bottle of wine or on their website or on their packaging or a mail-out or whatever the you know hell it is. And that then creates success. So that sole status thing of building brand and everything... Very interesting, isn't ...can it? translate yeah, in, into the whole success thing. But maybe the frame of mind of where you, you're thinking in this is... Where do you start first? Yes. Like, do you so. start with the ambition to be successful? I mean, at the end of the day, fuck it all. We're all looking to be successful of in course. our own way, shape or form to to have a tidy income and, and be happy with what we do and, and all the rest of that kind of stuff. But then to have that translate into if it's monetary, monetary success or is status the success to be known? It's in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? Exactly. And credibility is probably a big thing of that status. Um, Absolutely. Where you might have a tremendous following on one platform or the other online, be it on Instagram, YouTube, whatever, and be known for that. You're the guy from YouTube kind of thing. Well, the value of status is that status by association is such a big thing. Like, True. Like, oh, I, you know, my clientele, I work with, I work with this company. Yeah, that's you know? another one. Yeah, yeah like yeah. status by association. It, you, you, you could just say, yeah, I, I did the, I developed the logo for, you know, Jim's pies, you know, and you know, it keeps hey. you right here. But then you say, hey, I helped develop the logo for, mm. you know, Woolworths, or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like the status uh, is like this contagious. It's like this, uh, but status by association can really bolster your business and take you to a platform that or it helps it helps nurture i think your ego when someone and someone asks you you know what is it that you do and you say you know as you said i work and i did work for the pie shop and you're just like that doesn't really you know bolster you up in someone else's sense but if you've said like i've done i've worked with um disney i've worked with realestate.com i've worked with volkswagen i've worked with all the different tv networks in australia it it helps create a perception perception and that's kind of a very vain thing to translate and communicate to somebody and i don't feel all that amazing about doing so but for that person they're probably looking for are you somebody to actually be interesting uh, am i interested going to be interested in you if you only talk about someone that's designed a logo for socks um or am i going to be in, or is that person going to be interested in someone that's designed something for coca-cola well people want to feel important so yeah that too yeah so it's it's this great big thing and obviously this is i mean success and status is completely in the eye of the beholder and um, it can be pretty fucked up as well like depending on the person you talk to 
you know, they could be that person that's just looking for, oh, I'm not going to deal with you if you don't, if you haven't worked with these big brands or whatever. Well, think about, think about, okay, take a right down all basic level. Think about school, okay? Yep. You ever been in school, you know, you've got people who are like the, you know, the popular kids or, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're the cool group or whatever it is. There's this, there's this economy of status uh, that unfortunately it's just like a human nature thing, right? Even in the world, like everyone, like, ooh, look at that, like, you know, like, I, you know, for many years I've played in a band and, and you know, status, 100% status leads into success. Never the other way around, just because of the, the nature. Yeah, 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 just because of the nature of the music industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the two are, the two are hand in hand. They don't, you know, it's very hard to achieve success in the music industry without people revering your your band, your yeah. act, your yeah. music, yeah. Uh, yeah. and having that status. Yeah, and that's there's, there's like a, it's one of those things of status that's a stepping stone to greater opportunities that then leads to you know greater success, and success is more eyes on you, more money in your bank account, more um, opportunities to do more stuff, all that kind Absolutely. of thing that comes with it. So if you opened. For Metallica, let's say if they came, if they end up coming back to Australia, next cancelled, silly boys, and um, they're not coming back to Australia, and you, your band was the opening act for it. That would propel you Massive. to the next echelon, and there's always stages of that status. So if you've got now, let's say a very small following of two hundred uh, followers, like you do currently on your Instagram page and Aspect Brands, yeah. And then you get shared, you have a product or you've done a logo, let's say, for the Kardashians for oh. one of their products. Like oh. if, you know, Kylie Jenner comes out with a new fragrance and you do the label for it. Kardashian collection. And she credits, you know, or on there there's oh, something dude. that says Aspect Brands. <laughs> like the tra- like the, the difference, <laughs> that's where the tra- the, yes. the translate, uh, the, what was it, the word? The, the or the, uh, how did I, how did I spill it? It was like a, um. What was the word? Like, ah! if you're listening, by association, to this, by association, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it trans- status by association, it transfers it. across. Exactly. Oh, we got it. There we go. So it transfers across to to somebody else that's done that work. So for you, if it's um, like I've sat down and for dinner and and someone said, you know, what what do you <laughs> what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I do branding design for businesses. I'm like, oh, have you, have you? Is there anything that I would have seen that? Um, you've done first question out the gate dude. and that's it people want to know if they're sitting with someone of importance right it gets the conversation flowing yeah. yeah there's nothing there's nothing wrong with somebody asking you that but don't be disheartened I think if you don't have something that is of credible nature like for me I still do it and it was it was like six years ago now maybe five years ago and I designed the logo for Family Feud Australia and that was like my calling card. Everyone was like, you know, what what do you do? I'm like, oh, I designed the Family Feud logo. And they're like, oh, okay, you know, I've seen that. Like, yeah. And <laughs> saying that surpasses every other thing. Yeah, and it gets you kind of to the next part of the conversation where someone goes, oh, okay, you actually can do, you actually yeah. do, you know, some. <laughs> I know what you do. Like, I understand what you do. Maybe that's it. That I understand what it is you do. If I've seen it, or I understand it, or or whatever it is, or you've worked with that person. Oh, okay, that must be, you know pretty important then like if you do it with that person or whatever um and it'd be like excuse me my dad like he he works in the music industry as well and you know if you looked at his resume list and someone said oh you know Andy who have you worked with before and he'd be just like 
you know, name a big act, and he's got it. Rock, and that, name drop. And that, that that doesn't mean he does a, any better job either. Like he could be the best job, but have done you know stuff for a kids show on, you know, ABC Kids or something like that, but could still do the job really well, just as the same as the person that would could do something for the Rolling Stones. Yeah, and he's worked for the Rolling Stones. I'll, I'll add that. Jeez, but. If you get what I mean there 100%. in terms of it, it, maybe it's just showing what it is you do. And because you've worked for that upper echelon of client or person or you've sold X amount of copies of something like a book or CD or um, an online course or whatever it is, a font, then you have that kind of credibility and that in people's minds translates to success in, in their mind. Like just because you've put out a book doesn't mean you've got thousands and thousands of sales but to somebody else that's credibility in it so just, just the book being out of course yeah, yeah and yeah. i've talked to many people that have, have written books and they said yeah it's a great sort of conversation starter and it adds some clout to what it is you do and people start respecting you in a way and i'm like seriously like, yeah because a book is one of those things that is not something that everybody does and if you're doing something that not everybody does if it's you know a podcast even and then people go, if I had knocked on the door to somebody or, or sent you a DM or an email and said, do you want to come on my podcast? No one says no. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'd be able to do it. Unless they're not comfortable with being on a podcast. But it's generally a good in to, to start having a conversation with somebody, especially if they're not someone that you've ever really had a chat about or a chat with before. And you kind of like, or you probably want to have had a chat before, let's preface that. But... Um, it gives you some credibility to go. If you have a if you have a podcast, you might you must have some cred or whatever now because a podcast isn't something that everyone's doing. I'd say give it another two years, and a podcast might not have its the same gravitas because I mean podcasts have been around for ten years now, but they're hitting it big at the moment. They're hitting it real big now yeah. Um, yeah. as audio starts getting into a new realm of of interest. So let's talk about success though. Let's say from myself, my own point of view, success has a, a bit of a teetering point. And I was talking about this with um, Connor Fowler in one of our, uh, I think the third episode. And we only touched on it, but um, I mentioned that Gary Vee was of a person that's trying to shift the whole success mindset from what it is that you have in your bank account to being happy with what you do. Awesome. So Love I'm that. kind of a bit that's of... actually great. Yeah. So I'm a bit of a both minds of that like to be successful you do need to have what it is you do translate into something that can you know earn you a living because you know that way you can keep doing what it is you're doing to to have more credibility to have more status if that's what it is or just keep chugging along in life and and bringing you some happiness but at the end of the day if you're doing something that's not making you happy then that doesn't really feel successful in my mind like absolutely not no i when i left university i wanted to start my own business at some particular point i didn't want to work for somebody else i'd watched my dad do do it for the most part of his life and um to the point where having done it now i'm just like okay i feel successful now because i've done this all myself um, I'm not doing something that I... I mean, I enjoyed working full-time and everything like that, but... You've created something for yourself, um, you know. And it's gone well. And it's, yeah, it's going well. You know, you've, you're looking after your family, yep. you know. And it, success is on this level, you know. And yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was successful in previous jobs I've been in, mm-hmm. but they were not 
like even an iota bit, like not even a little bit fulfilling uh-huh. for me success is just fulfillment really uh-huh. uh to be fulfilled with what you're doing and you know i can look back on the you know the the first year of my business um that i'm just finishing up now and be like my year was a success you know yeah. i i i have created something for myself i this is, i don't have anyone else on board this is all me every you know, every touch point of my business is, hey, it's me again, you know? Uh, and, you know, um, I feel like that is a success in itself that, um, you know, us as designers, um, with the skill set that we have, we can create, start our own business and use our skill set and our skill set alone mm. to create an income which can then allow us to live this life we want to live. Yeah, it's very self self-fulfilling. It is fulfilling, yeah. I think that is for me success is each little each little mm. win mm-hmm. you know success mm-hmm. is mm. landing a, a great you know a great client yeah. doesn't necessarily have to be a huge client just a client that you really like working with uh, you really gel with that's a great point yeah, yeah, yeah. so success uh, there's there's no I mean there is the grand success where you you know you just you know you feel content with mm. with what you've done and what you've accomplished so that's that you know there's accomplishment but success is an incremental thing mm. i think you know success is paying off that debt success is um you know getting rid of the old crappy car you've been driving <laughs> and, and buying a nice new car yeah, for you. Yeah. look it, yeah. I, I don't mean to attribute that so much to physical possessions uh, yeah, but there's intangible things. That, yeah, intent. Yeah, a mindset. Mm, you know, yeah. if you can if you can have a mindset that you've always wanted, that's a success. Yeah, yeah. And this is probably one thing to to be aware of is that when people attribute success to, let's say, from the design point of view, that you've worked with a big brand, that experience of working with that brand could have been absolutely fucking painful for you deep down. That that was like the worst experience you've ever had. But you're telling yourself that was, you know, the best thing your career's ever had happened to it because you've worked with this big ass brand, and that's interesting. Yeah, and you could just hold that internally, and someone would say, you know, what's the biggest client you worked with, and you're like, oh, you know, Apple or something, and you yeah. say it, and you, there's this little pain yeah. through the back it's of your eyes, your shoulder, yeah. and it brings back that memory, and you don't, that doesn't feel successful. No, um, I mean, I. Having worked in my previous job, I was work like interacting with some big brands um, on occasion, but I didn't feel like I wanted to let that go to my head because if it was always not work that was off my own back, it was off you know attribution through that business. Okay. So it didn't feel all that successful, but you know it was nice to say that because the client was acquired through correct means outside of your own. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was something that. It didn't feel like it was my win or anything like that. It was just I was doing the job and, and it was like, you know, dealing with whoever I would usually be dealing with. Um, when it was Star Wars, though, that was like, <gasps> because I that just, you sick. know, it depends on when it's something that you enjoy and you like. And um, it was a very minimal thing that I ended up contributing to <laughs> over the grand scheme of things of what this business ended up doing with Star Wars. Um, just a little BB-8 icon, was it? It was barely anything. Really. Um, but like, I happily would tell that story that I yeah. could say that I've done some. You contributed kind of thing one with, thing with Star Wars, and I fucking love Star Wars. Like, I'm just obsessed with Star Wars <laughs> as a little side kind of hobby interest thing. And it's those kind of experiences that I feel that we're having that experience as a 
an employee in that business was successful because it brought me that joy. Um, the same as working with other people that, you know, brought me happiness. I mean, <laughs> case in point, I worked with my wife. We, you know, hooked up. We got married. We have it, had a child as a result of it. Success. And, and that's success. Like, <laughs> that's I, awesome. No one does that in business. No one, no one hooks up with somebody that they work with and then it ends up fairy tale. You know, it doesn't. Definitely uh, difficult when you work by yourself. Well, now it's a bit different. <laughs> You're talking to the mailman. About <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but awesome. yeah, in and this is probably the next point that I want to cover is thinking that your success, thinking that someone else is successful because they look like or they appear like they've got their shit together. I don't have my shit together. Um, it may seem like I have my shit together because I can output all this stuff on top of having done client work having a family, especially with a toddler involved, and do all this stuff and everyone can say, I don't know how the fuck you do this or why you'd want to put yourself through all this. But the same respect, that success part of it is that I enjoy this. Um, but if you look at somebody else that has, you know, the status of uh, 10,000 followers, a million followers or subscribers, um, whatever the metric is, and you think that they're successful... They might what be. What if they're in, miserable? They might be in total pieces. Yeah, and you're not to know, and that's why I don't like the idea of comparison. In a way, like you can be envious and and look at somebody and go, "Geez, that would be pretty cool." Like if I had that kind of lifestyle, that would be very interesting. Um, like I used to watch Casey Neistat videos and go, "Man, like to ride a boosted board and hold, you know, a gorilla pod with my camera on there and just do whatever the hell I kind of want." and vlog about it all day, like that would be a pretty cool lifestyle. But I don't think that would realistically be for me um, because I've tried it. I've got out there with that gorilla pod and given, given it a shot, and it's not quite something I'd be, you know, wholly into. But you look at someone like that that has that success that you think they have success because they're doing so many different things with big brands and, again, that attribution. Um, but then... Deep down, they could be just absolutely burning out. And for him, as an example, like he did kind of burn out. Like mm. he stopped vlogging. He, him and his wife moved to LA from New York and he's, you know, kind of went dark and took some time to reflect on what it, the last five years that he'd had, especially on the YouTube platform and gone, okay, I'm just going to stop and, you know, enjoy myself for a bit here now. Without the pressure of that. And so everyone has something that's going on in their life, I think. So, where are you at with in terms of your own idea of um, s- status then? Status. Oh, status for me is a byproduct of hard work and success I have in my own world, okay. I, my own business. So for me, success and fulfillment are one and the same thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. If I'm fulfilled, I feel successful. Uh-huh. Um, but as well as that, you know, so many people play the game where um, and this is this is definitely um, in the sort of design space. Everyone everyone looks at some of these you know great big profiles, huge contributors, great influences in the space, and they think um, they think they need to do that. Um, but take it right back. Do you do you want that status, or do you want to create a successful business? So for me, um, I've just been tirelessly working on creating a successful business, successful in that it fulfills me. Mm-hmm. 
but also um, successful in the sense that I can see uh, that where I am now versus 12 months ago is is down the road. I'm, I'm yep. progressing. Yep. I'm growing. Yep. Uh, for me, that's that's success to just be growing. Yeah. Um, and it's like I said, man, it's the incremental wins. It's the small things. But even just being content though as well. Just being content, absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of people out there uh, in one way or another chase a lifestyle that they think they want and then they mm. get there and it's the, the same thing's always touted. You get there and then you want more. You get there and you want more. Yeah. Contentment is so underrated. Yeah. Um, I've experienced this where I had a goal for the first 12 months of my business. Yeah. I got to it within eight. Awesome. And I was like, okay, now what? (laughs) Because you get to that point and then you have this really weird, well, I did. And I know everyone else is probably different. But I got to that point and I just remember myself looking out the window going, okay, should I feel something now of a, a sense of accomplishment or... Or should I go out and buy like a lottery ticket or a just, bottle of you champagne? Just, you're looking or at the next thing already. You just, but then you, you start do. looking at the next you thing, do. and I was you like, do. "Well, what the hell do I do now? Like, I've got to here. Is it that I need to earn more? I'm like, no, I don't need to do that. Is it that I need to um, explore or work with different kind of clients? Or is it that I give back to fellow designers? And that was pretty much one of the results of it was yeah, to give back. And once I think that you are comfortable in in your own success, then you start possibly looking for that um, status. Maybe it's a cause and effect. Nearly, yeah, yeah I think so. Um, but so, so I don't think success is a destination. It's absolutely it's just a the running, path. Run, yeah, it's, it's just a running yeah. total. Like, yeah, this is something that I've seen Michael Jander talk about um, at More Jander. If you're looking for him on Instagram. He, and we've had him on the show as well, actually. <laughs> should just tout of that. Um, he put up a post a few months back now, and it was about um, climbing mountains. And it was a simple analogy in the fact that if you're looking for success to reach $100,000 in a year, it's a big-ass mountain to climb, especially if you're only just starting your business. And you climb and climb, and there's some serious trials and tribulations to get there, and it's a hell of a lot of work, and you're absolutely puffed out getting there but you get there what happens though when you get there is though that you see the next friggin mountain the next peak like the next everest and then behind that is the next everest that's even bigger again and it's just you you, it depends on if you are the person that is happy with that or you're the person that wants more and human psychology would probably suggest that we always want more we always want more it's like you have a bag of popcorn at the movies. You finish it, you want more. Where's that popcorn? Exactly. And it's just something that is maybe inherent in a lot of us that we're, once we have something, we're going to be looking for how we can get more of it as an insatiable kind of need to quench that thirst for success. Success. Um, or if it is a metric, like let's take a following, for example. You get to 100 followers. You're like... I can't believe 100 people are following me or subscribing to my channel. Like, I'm still amazed that, you know, 100 people have started listening to this podcast at the time we were recording this. And it's probably more by the time this airs. And that's amazing. And where it's listened to and everything. But then it gets to the next echelon of 1,000 people. Milestones. Milestones. And then that, in your mind, you want to be getting to the next one and you're not satisfied. Like, I was (laughs) satisfied if I was going to get to 1,000 followers. And I'm like... That's incredible. 
and then there's a thousand people. I don't even think I know a thousand people. Like, really, <laughs> if I th- thought about it, I don't think I could write down a thousand people's names. And, yeah, good point. And then now on G'day Frank, depending on when you listen to this, like when we were start, at the time of recording this, there's eight and a half thousand people following my G'day Frank page. Throw them all in one room. That's a lot of people, man. It's it's more the people than come to some, you know, football games here in Australia. Like that's it. And then there's other people that have 100,000 people following, and that fills the MCG, or a million people, and that's how many people are watching a television show. What I think is amazing is just, you know, how diverse this uh, this uh, spread of people are as mm, well. Mm. But then it's not take... The point I'm trying to make there is that you don't want to take it for granted, but, but not take it for granted. I mean, you can take it for granted if you want to. It's totally freaking up to you, but to realistically think about back to yourself to make maybe maybe it's to be humble i don't know um but then be able to say yeah this like to look back in retrospect and go how did i get here and be as grateful as possible or just take it for what it is and just keep going and look for the next part of success i mean there's there's it depends on your personality and the way you want to go about it for me it's always like look back and go six months ago there weren't this many people that knew me (laughs) I don't really want that many people to know me personally, <laughs> but it's just a it's a cause and effect of putting out something that's valuable to somebody, and maybe it's the appearance of success, or or me just trying to develop brand, which in turn creates status and then long term success. Uh, it well, success feeds status, yeah, and status feeds success, and it's just like this. Ding, 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 isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but it's like, where, okay, where's, what's the first step? Yeah, I think that's, right, that's probably a good thing to talk about. What's the first step? What are you looking for when, let's put it in the context of what G'day Design Life is, is about. Yes. So it's okay. to, to create a design business. Yeah. So what is the first step that you are looking for that is going to move you to the next step? The first step is obviously getting a client. That's success. Yes. That status could be that type of client, but probably not, unless you've just got really fucking lucky. Who knows? Sometimes um, it happens, man. It happens. It happens. I've been pretty. I've been pretty lucky. Yeah, it can happen. And then, but it, let's say if it doesn't, and you're, yeah, you're yeah, working yeah. with this, you know, mum and pop, mum and pop kind of business or a friend's business or whatever it is, you do ten of them. And then you get to a point where someone that you you referred to or you have some credibility in terms of the work that you've made that then gets put in front of the eyes of someone that has a bigger business that might have, you know, um, a retail store that's, you know, possibly nationwide or whatever. Still relatively small, but relatively known in its own space. And you do some work for them. Another step. The next step. step. And then you get to the point where then you start working with the full national big brands that could be the supermarkets or... Um, certain retail chains or um, products like, you know, a signature kind of wine, like if it was a Penfold wine or something like that, where it's just like next next echelon. And then you go to like a multinational thing and then it, up and up, you can go infinite kind of scale. The status marries up with the and it, success, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's kind of at what point can you remain happy with that success, without going any further, it's it's yeah. Well, it's important that even right down on the on the base level, 
to just be so content and feel feel successful. I mean, hey, even like you said, like a mum and pop shop, like, man, this mum and pop shop is letting me design their, mm. what they look like. Yeah, they've trusted me. They've, they've invested yeah. their money into what I can do um, as a result of their problem or whatever. Absolutely. And obviously, we all have ambitions. We all have goals where we want to be down the line, where we want our business to go. Mm. Um, but it's very important that each step toward that goal, you still find mm. yourself that yeah just find yourself grateful find yourself successful in that <clears throat> this great big plan that you have or um this great big intention you have behind you uh for your business um can eventuate with these successes all along the way and then be content if it kind of plateaus even like if your business plateaued into the point where you're working with the same kind of clients are you happy with working those same kind of clients for Absolutely. The, the the longevity of your business. And if you're not, change. Change. If you want to be someone that, um, I mean, I've seen businesses where they do one set fee and they work with a particular kind of client in a certain niche or whatever just for one type of service. And that's that's their business solved because it, let, okay. it lets them do other things. And I think that's probably something for me is that if I could do the same kind of work for somebody where it was, it wasn't all that challenging. It was my bread and butter, let's say, and I can keep doing it, kind of keep doing it. And that gives me the outlet to do something else that I'm a bit more passionate about, which to the you know frank point of view is this G'day Design Life thing. Um, like I currently work with some clients that give that sort of steady stability kind of thing to allow me to do this, kind of work and that breeds for me some success in its own right because I'm doing something that I find some serious enjoyment out of. Um, If that then in turn gives me some credibility and um, status because I'm doing more and more of this and talking with more people and more people are aware of who I am and all that kind of stuff, does that mean that this becomes more successful if it then translates into something that was monetized or or just to be known for one particular thing like if you're an artist let's say and you're known for one particular style of art or in music you're known for a particular kind of thing and that might not translate into um, success while you're alive especially for artists Oh, once how you, often yeah. is a, a career of a, an artist go once gangbusters most post-mortem? Like? Yeah, and I've seen photographers. It's happened with photographers. Like there was this lady and she was she was nothing. She was a nanny. and I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. this it's is awesome. a crazy story. It's awesome. She was a nanny. She was like a traveling nomadic kind of nanny in the States, in, in America. And she was just really into photography. She had this... Um, I think it was like a Hasselblad camera. Um, it's one of those old kind of cameras where you look down into it. It was a film camera. And this was back in the 60s, I think, 60s, 70s. And she'd just go around street photographing, street photography capturing certain aspects of her day while she was with the kids that she was, you know, looking after and just hoarded it. Every single photo. There was yeah. thousands and thousands of photos that she would just hoard from each family that she'd go to and keep until she died. And no one knew about her photography, that she was that kind of into it. People kind of had an idea that she was into it because obviously she had the camera around her neck when she'd walk around that. But it wasn't until she died and her estate, which was basically just boxes and boxes of rolls of film that weren't developed, yeah. 
were bought for a measly sum by this um, young American guy at this auction that he then took them, looked at the photos and was like, this is incredible, saw the value in it, took it to galleries and made something that her name became a status symbol of success in value. And the work is successful in its own right because of the quality of it. And but isn't it amazing that, you know, she just went around and did that and her contentment... There was, there was no goal to it. No. Like, there was no goal for looking for success. Her fulfilment of doing that yeah. was the success. And the status didn't even come until after she was gone. Mm. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Similar story with Arthur Stace, you know, Mr. Eternity here in Sydney. No, no. So uh, this guy, Arthur Stace, uh, very renowned guy now. Okay. Um, he wrote the word Eternity. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah he wrote yeah, the yeah, word yeah. Eternity yes. in this beautiful cursive writing. Yes, yes, yes Every yes. day for something like 40 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's it's estimated that he wrote the word on just on the, on the footpath in Chalk in Sydney, across Sydney. He wrote the word upwards of... 600,000 times throughout the course of his life. Every day he'd get up at like 4 a.m. and just run around the city and draw this word out in the footpath, Mm -hmm. you know, hundreds if not Mm -hmm. thousands of Mm -hmm. times a day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this guy was illiterate. He didn't know how to read, write, nothing. But this would just be, this was his outlet. And this was his full... Isn't it like a a, a, a graffiti artist but with some chalk? Yeah, yeah, just a bit of chalk. And, you know, by the the afternoon, everyone had walked all over and Mm. all the words had gone Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. across the city. Mm. But, um, you know... I've read a lot about this story. I really love this story. And he, he just found uh, such purpose mm. in what he was doing. And he had, it, was a success, it was a success of his in his own yeah, mind. Yeah, kind of kept him going. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, after he, after he died, you know, this, there's just rapture of, you know, everyone was just like, man, who is this guy? Like, this is just amazing. Well, I know the story now. It's, it's just it an iconic story of yeah. Sydney. And, I mean, the 2000... 2000 yeah, year 2000. Year yeah. 2000, yeah. the uh, Sydney Harbour Bridge had the word eternity written in cursive in for his new, exact font. For New Year's for, Eve. For the, for the turn of the, the you know? Centri- oh, turn, turn of the, the millennium. millennium. Turn of the yeah, millennium. For the fireworks display, yeah. yeah. I remember that clear as day. Like, man, yeah, yeah. that's crazy, dude. Yeah. It's just some it's kind of like an... Not unfortunate, but just be like... If he if he'd have been attributed to that while he was alive, if he was someone that wasn't of any stature or, or means, or would he have like even that, cared? Possibly not. Who knows? Um, he was he, just, he was so content yeah, in what he was doing. Yeah, it's admirable as it hell. Is, yeah, but yeah, I mean to translate that to a designer, like if you were to let's say create a logo now. And you, and it's for a startup business, let's say, and that you're you're not to know what that business is going to do in fifty years. Like I dare say, the person that designed the uh, Coca Cola logo or the Nike swoosh, that lady that designed the Nike swoosh for mm-hmm. thirty bucks, was going to see that Nike would be the conglomerate that it is now. Like you don't That's create value thirty bucks, but she then got compensated, of course, you know, which was nice of that company. <laughs> um, rare, rare. <laughs> But you, that's the thing now is that I don't think you want to really be taking for granted those that you're working for now, that just because this business is a very small startup, if you're working with these kinds of businesses and they use that logo for the longest time possible and they become a brand that just transcends decades 
and that's still your logo, that's going to be a calling card for you for, for many, many years to come. That's a great point. Which is now to basically talk about the conversation that I've had with um, Rob Janoff that designed the Apple logo. Uh, yeah, yeah. And for someone like him to have made something like that for Apple with Steve Jobs back in the day, you know, he didn't expect that to be what it is now. No one expects that to be what it is now. To see that success um, translate into what it has, for him, though, it's obviously giving him status because everyone's just like, okay, who made the <laughs> Apple logo? This is amazing. This is like the best logo I. I've ever seen, and it's the best logo out there ever. I like the one with the color, the the colorway through it. Yeah, yeah, and classic. And that, and that's kind of it. And there was a purpose to that as well. And I, I've been told that that the stripes across it was just to make the Apple logo more uh, family friendly because computers were seen at the time as something that was very you know techie nerdy, and only programmers used it at the time. And that was the time of where computers were, and that. Um, rainbow coloured Apple logo was to make it more family friendly which I was like okay I didn't know that that's, 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 that's pretty awesome. interesting um, that aside because um, that conversation was great um, you, I don't think you want to be confusing status with success do you reckon? They're two vastly different things. They absolutely can lead into each other, and mm-hmm. they often do. I mean, al- almost always. Mm-hmm. But I guess I guess the, the question that I would pose to designers is, what, what do you want? What is the goal? Mm-hmm. I mean, personally for me, I want to be successful on a very simple level all the way up to, you know, whatever goal. I mean, even, even um, goals that I had last year are vastly different now. Yeah. Um, but success is the steps along along the way to your goals, um, and if you know what, if status is a byproduct of that success, Great. so be it. Um, but then, obviously, you know the world we live in. There's the other way where people first acquire the status, mm. and then they work back from that, and they and they monetize it, or or they or they then develop a lifestyle that they want, yeah, uh, and then uh, uh, gain success that way. Yeah, which is to it's, be honest, it's, it's, it's interesting, and everyone's different. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. Yeah, to but be honest, for mine, it's it's probably success. I mean, it's absolutely success, success first. first. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I think for me, between both G'day Frank and then G'day Design Life, they're two different ones. G'day Frank would be the success part. Yeah. G'day Design Life would be the status part. That's, that's awesome. But How the status, that? yeah, but the status for something that it needs to be built up as something that is of use to people, and the result. Look, to be just realistic about it, the result is probably going to be status. And I'm not not being dumb about that either. Oh, but that, you know, if you, you know, you're developing this platform, mm. creating status for this platform, people then see that status and they look at it as something that is to be revered and something that is to be, you know, like a, a bounty of knowledge that, you, that you're able to impart through this. Mm. It, people, people bring it to that place in their own mind. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, we, yeah. we like catalog things yeah, yeah. in our, like, in the, our mind. The, the, the tightrope that I feel like I want to walk, though, is not to be, uh, not to have this be about me. This is like, fuck that. <laughs> oh, well, you've, all, you've always sort of said that 
you know, and I, I think what's really great about the platform, I mean, the podcast to just discuss topics that are, are beneficial to designers, you know, the feature Fridays, showcasing other people's artwork. Like, mm, you want this mm. to be beneficial for all parties involved. Yeah, and I mean, I think I've said this, and probably now by the time you've listened to this, to death, in that it's something that it's not about me because, you know, fuck it, who am I? And, you know, I don't have all the experience in the world and everything. And maybe that's a limiting, limited mindset of my own. But um, I'd rather it be a collective voice for Aussies to realise that this is something that Aussie designers can do. And Aussie, uh, designers from the, around the world can do as well. Of um, so I'm not funny about success and status um you do see certain people in in your own sort of circles that do things for different reasons and reasons that you don't quite agree with but my mindset that i've said you know in a few instances that my mindset's quite a quite open um now in terms of being open to what someone else sees certain things like instead of being closed-minded and this is my opinion and, and that's all that matters and being totally you know ignorant of what other other people are doing for what they do i'd rather be a bit more open-minded i mean yes i can have my own criticisms and all that kind of stuff of certain people and not agree with everything that everybody does but but it's one thing to like, have an opinion then it's another thing to block everyone else's exactly exactly really so from here i don't know where else we could take status and 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 um, and success, unless you've got something else to add to it. But I would probably summarise and just say, you know, yeah. you, you know, a designer in their own business, yep. um, is the goal to be, you know, uh, this 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 figure of of, of status or uh, figure of success. I mean, I, I look at, you know, there's there's many varying sizes of design business in the world. Obviously, really on the top level, you know, like mm. worldwide, you know, brand design agencies. Mm-hmm. And then on a very basic level, you've got a, you know, one-man operation just busting out logos or whatever it is. Um, and I definitely, I mean, if you went back into the history books and looked at all these businesses, it was def- it was a it was a step-by-step process. And now they're at the, the level where the status owes them the success like gives them the success mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I mean I, I think what's amazing is you look at some of the work some of these massive agencies are putting out uh, you know like Pentagram's doing the, the Yahoo logo like I absolutely know I can't even I can't even rattle off on the top of my head all the designers that could do work like that yeah. But they, but they, but the, but they got this work and they do this work because of the status of the company, because of the resources of the company, mm-hmm. not because of some creative or prowess the, or even the success of their career, where they've got to a point of being able to work with the best of the best. Absolutely, yeah. And a lot of these agencies, uh, you know, they they take on the work, but then they're collaborating and getting freelancers and all this type of stuff anyway. So it's, you know, you look at a a design business on this level, you look at design business on the grandest level and the, the difference is the status Mm. and the resources. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good summation. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, it's interesting, isn't it? It is. It is very much so. All right, guys, we're going to leave it there. That's the end of the uh, podcast. Thanks so much for listening on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, tune in and 
Spotify. <laughs> and YouTube. And watching on YouTube or IGTV. Um, thanks, Shane, again for coming on the show. Oh, okay. We'll nice. see you in the next episode of Two Red Chairs.